0: and welcome to Fresh Text. Fresh Text is a weekly podcast when a pair of pastor scholars study a scripture passage drawn from the Revised Common Lectionary. We hope it'll be enjoyable and edifying for all, as well as equipping for pastors or teachers who are working on sermons or lessons in the upcoming weeks. I'm your host, John Drury, Spiritual Formation Coordinator for Indiana Wesleyan University in Marion, Indiana. And my guest this week is Jason Runyon. Jason Runyon is professor of psychology here at Indiana Wesleyan University. He's a dear old friend, both a trained psychologist and a trained philosopher. He writes in the philosophy of mind and the philosophy of the significance of neuroscience for spiritual formation. He's an amazing person who combines all kinds of disciplines and a dear old friend of mine. I've been wanting to have him on the show for a long time. We just kind of, we're waiting for a a time that would be really fitting. And it seems that this week is that because we're going to be looking at Psalm 19, Psalm 19, which turned out to be a really fitting Psalm for us to converse over. So make sure to subscribe if you're not already. So you never miss an episode. And as you're listening, if you're enjoying the show, hit the share button on your podcast player app of choice and pass this show on to others that they may benefit as well. And lastly, if you'd like to support the show, as well as receive some additional content, simply go to patreon.com slash fresh text, become one of our patron saints. Thanks for listening and enjoy this conversation with All right, would you be
1: willing to read the chapter? Definitely. Psalm 19. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament shows his handiwork. One day tells its tale to another, and one night imparts knowledge to another. Although they have no words or language, and their voices are not heard, their sound has gone out into all lands, and their message to the ends of the world. In the deep has he set a pavilion for the sun, It comes forth like a bridegroom out of his chamber. It rejoices like a champion to run its course. It goes forth from the uttermost edge of the heavens and runs about to the end of it again. Nothing is hidden from its burning heat. The law of the Lord is perfect and revives the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure and gives wisdom to the innocent. The statutes of the Lord are just and rejoice the heart. The commandment of the Lord is clear and gives light to the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean and endures forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, more than much fine gold, sweeter far than honey, than honey in the comb. By them also is your servant enlightened, and in keeping them there is great reward. Who can tell how often he offends? Cleanse me from my secret faults. Above all, keep your servant from presumptuous sins. Let them not get dominion over me. Then I shall be whole and sound and innocent of a great offense. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer.
0: Amen. Normally I'd have a... Concluding word, but verse 15 is already a coda, as it were. Let me say a word of prayer, and we'll jump in to discuss this passage. Father, we believe that your creation sings forth your praise, in particular these the upper reaches of your creation, the sun, the sky. And we also believe that your law, your Torah, your word is just and pure and holy. And so, Lord, we pray with this psalm that you would keep us from sins and declare us innocent of even hidden sin. And now may the words of our mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O oh Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Amen. Yeah, so what do you notice here? What uh what stands out to you today?
1: Well, the initial thought that I just had just from reading it right now is I don't know, have you have you seen these or heard these uh, reports where they're you know recording electromagnetic patterns from
0: space? Oh you oh, know? totally, yeah. And like, they use yeah, I've them- lost a lot of time on <laughs> YouTube <laughs> on that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and they use them to discern like what kind of, you know, what event they could possibly be its source. Right because it's know? so far back. Right. Yeah. So just that—that they're these analogous to this—that they're these patterns in in all of creation in the universe that enable us, even though they don't involve language, to discern something true of reality of, of God <laughs> um, as their source. Yeah, I don't know. It struck me as I just got That's that fun. image and thought of as an analogy that these these patterns that you can see that aren't expressed by language, but we can we can use language to to talk about and and to to discern um speak something of the deepest realities of of God and of creation
0: yeah i can't help but i mean just making me think of this phenomenon that was predicted by einstein and and hubble and others and then confirmed through later telescopes that you'd have this red shifting right that the that the light that's further away would get stretched mm-hmm. over time as the universe expands yeah So the the thing by the time it makes it to us, that the light actually looks different than the way it was first emitted, Mm -hmm. and yet that's still somehow communicating something. So it's it's a, you know, the communication gets, uh, and maybe I'm making too much of that, but it it fits this weird, because there is this kind of paradox right in these opening verses, right? Because it says, the heavens tell or declare, Mm -hmm. what verb did yours use? Declare and tells its tale. Yeah. And then verse four has utterance or speech and then knowledge. But then verse three, right? Did I say verse four? I meant verse two. Yeah. Verse three says, there is no speech. Right. Nor are there words. Mm -hmm. And some versions, I'm trying to remember, how does yours do it? You, You have the book of common prayer, which is loosely, I think loosely based on the the Revised Standard Version, but it's yeah. its own version. Mm-hmm. How does it do verse 3? 3? Yeah. Although <clears> they <throat>
1: although they have no
0: words or language and their voices are not heard. Right. So it introduces an although and then makes it a comma. Right. So then you get the contrast then in verse 5 mm-hmm. or verse 4. Excuse me. I've yeah. got the Hebrew out and the verses are numbered. Yeah. Sorry for being that guy today. Well, in the Hebrew... It's a different <laughs> no, no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. Please. Well, the, the little introductions... You know, for the choir master, a psalm of David at the top.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Those are often numbered in the Hebrew. Mm -hmm. And so, then that throws the verse numbers off by like one.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: It's just one of these. The numbering in the psalms is just all over the place in different versions and stuff. Yeah, So, sorry to be that guy. But it's a guess to make sense of how to put verse 3 and verse 4 together. Yeah. Because verse 3 just like flatly is just a negation. Right. It's just – there's no speech, no words. Their voice is not heard. Yeah, yeah. That's it. And it's saying what's obvious, which is whatever declaring we're talking about here. It's not the declaring of right, words, right? Which yeah. is what you already indicated yeah. with the sound. So somehow this is a voice without words or a, a an, un, an unhearable voice. Yeah, I, I'm, I know I'm getting goofy now, but yeah, I no, feel no. like I feel like at first glance, if all you did was like proof text that it's like, yeah, cool. Yeah. God is known in, through creation. Right. But mm-hmm. well, like the actual poetry actually builds off this kind of like right. a dynamic of known and unknown of right. heard and not heard. Yeah. This, I, the, I get the
1: sense of beyond this idea of like something that is within, but also beyond. Yeah. And so you could just read it as a contradiction in terms, right? It's just a contradiction, but I don't think that's, I think this is the way like long lines of what you're saying, this mystery and, and known beyond and and then what can be heard is within this is this, the, the law of the Lord. So now we are talking about
0: words. Yes, yes. Okay. There's <laughs> um, a huge the, shift. The, the testimony, seven, right. the
1: statutes. And so to really couch or really to the sense that I, that I get or what I take away that that's actually meaningful to me is that there's the when we talk about language in, in one sense, in this sense, like we're talking about a human convention, right? the The norms and the ways in which we can communicate, discern patterns, talk about things that we can predict or describe accurately things. But the idea is that this is couched in some kind of meaning that isn't contingent. It's not dependent on our conventions of language. Hmm. So, God speaks through these, but there's a deeper sense in which – God's ways and presence and the way he speaks isn't contingent. It's not dependent on our conventions of language, though he uses those. Yes. though He speaks through those. And that helps us even make sense of the law of God, the so, testimony, the st- statutes. Oh, of co-
0: and of course you would say it that way. I knew this would be the perfect, <laughs> perfect verse to have. <laughs> Cause I immediately, like my mind immediately thinks of it the other way. And I'm sure I'm, I'm sure I'm wrong, but like, just the, not everything you said was beautiful. Just the last line. It was also beautiful, but a point where you and I tend to have, yeah. like, I would be inclined to be like, well, yeah, like the heavens are singing, but everyone's just ignoring it. Yeah. <laughs> so you need the law to come down right, yeah. so that you can see that. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's not a, I don't think there's a, a fundamental difference no, between yeah, yeah. those, yeah. But, but there is a difference of emphasis. Right. Is it that our observation of the heavens helps us make sense of the law? Yeah. Or is that the law is God condescending to teach yeah. us the thing that we missed again? I am yeah. I'm too influenced maybe by Romans one where it's like, right. Yeah. Wow. God made himself known, but everyone just disobeyed yeah. anyway. Yeah. And so then the law comes is yeah. chapter two. Yeah. And we fall, we fail to that right. too. And then and on right. and on the argument goes, but so the book of Romans is probably over interpret over, over determining my reading of the, the Psalm. And I will own that.
1: Yeah, but. no, I, I, yeah, I agree. I don't disagree with that point at all that that we need that in order to see the other, but in being able to see the other and have a sense that it's even beyond our language, I think for me, I guess it helps me realize that what am I my what I the law itself, what I'm seeing, it isn't a con- just a convention.
0: Right. I see what you mean. We sense? understand it's, its status, its nature. Right.
1: It's not just yes, it's a creature a too. Artifact right. of our language. It's just not something that either that is we created up. with our language or dies with our language. Um our okay. language helps us see it, but it's beyond. It's that mystery, it's it's deeper than and God is occurring and present beyond what he has spoken in language to us. But then we can see it. And also, I think in all in mystery, recognize the mystery that it is beyond us at yeah. any point, a moment. As a result, so we do need that language. So, does that
0: make sense? Totally. Yeah. yeah. I think I've, I'm probably over influenced by a kind of <laughs> mystical rabbinical tradition. It's just like, well, no, God speaks Hebrew, right? So, <laughs> so there was, there was like, there was language yeah, before right. there was, right? And I mean, you, you see that in Genesis one, where God said, "Let there be light," mm-hmm. and a lot of the rabbis like to say, like, okay, so. The Hebrew language is older than time itself. I mean, they're being silly, but they're also trying to get at something Mm -hmm. that God is not faking. God is not play acting when he speaks Mm -hmm. to us, when Mm -hmm. he speaks his law. And this idea is picked up in the New Testament with the notion of Jesus as the word of God. yeah, And Jesus says the wisdom of God made flesh. Mm -hmm. That was in the water in the time that the New Testament was being written is this notion, this rabbinic sense that God – is one who speaks and it's his capacity to speak that generates the world in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. And so the, the ethical point that you're trying to make, the ethos of what you're saying is, I think the same. It's just, the logos is different in the way I'm getting there. The ethos is the same because it's saying these human laws are not just human laws. They, they are in human language, but they are, they are from something beyond something deeper, something divine.
1: Yeah yeah and that the goodness of God and God's ways are present and can be discernible in all of creation, which then adds I think a weight to what He says to us, yeah, <laughs> they can be trusted those are mm. you know what I mean? those are mm-hmm. those um the very fabric of the universe you know, speaks these, it's, you can see this, this is actually, the, this is the way of life. This is the way of growth. This is the way of God. And then the language, you know, it adds a weight then when he says this, cause you'll just, you know, try it and see or see it. it once you have it, you can see it and all, all that exists. And so really, I mean, it, you could say this Psalm right here, all of the things that they say, like, um, or a lot of the things that they say were pivotal to the development of modern science was this idea that there was order that could be discerned that it was important to discern, um, Mm -hmm. for good life is, is all here, right? The idea that, you know, um, you can discern an order, you can discover, you know, the goodness and the glory of, of God and God's ways. Um, and that actually even the law of God, how he speaks to us is consistent with this. I don't know. Does that make sense? No, it and, makes great sense. And, and so then the, the goodness of God and his ways can be seen in all of creation. Um, and then that's the ways he's directing us. That's the ways he's leading us. They can be trusted because they're the source of life. They revive my soul. You know, they give me light to my eyes. They can discern reality, you know, better. They rejoice. There's a joy in, in fulfillment. They're good and right. You know, they're, they're more valuable than the most valuable things. Um, you know what I mean? So it's, and, and then that's the second thing that really strikes me is this, this God who is present in the uttermost edges of heaven, you know, all of the universe. And yet is so intimate that he can see, you know, faults that might even be secret to me.
0: (laughs) You know? (laughs) Yeah.
1: Does that, does that make sense? Oh,
0: that's, that's a scale. Well, that, that, that gets into the, some questions maybe about the structure of the psalm. So let's take a quick break and okay. explore that some more. That's okay. great.
1: Yeah.
0: And we're back. Welcome back to Fresh Text. I'm here with my guest, Jason Runyon. So good to have you on the show, Yeah, it's fun. First time. Thank you. So I'll go ahead and read it again just to get in our ears. This is from Robert Alter. Our listeners have been hearing that version quite a bit. He has a pretty... Interesting translation of the whole Hebrew Bible, in fact. So here's him on Psalm 19. So to the lead player, a David psalm. The heavens tell God's glory, and his handiwork the sky declares. Day to day breathes utterance, and night to night pronounces knowledge. There is no utterance, and there are no words. Their voice is never heard. Through all the earth their voice goes out. To the world's edge their words for the sun he set up a tent in them and he like a groom from his canopy comes and exults like a warrior running his course from the ends of the heavens his going out and his circuit to their ends and nothing can hide from his heat the lord's teaching is perfect Restoring to life, the Lord's pact is steadfast, it makes the fool wise. The Lord's precepts are upright, delighting the heart. The Lord's command unblemished, giving light to the eyes. The Lord's fear is pure, outlasting all time. The Lord's judgments are truth all of them just more desired than gold than abundant fine gold and sweeter than honey quintessence of bees your servant too takes care with them in keeping them great reward unwitting sins who can grasp of unknown actions clear me from willful men preserve your servant let them not rule over me. Then I shall be blameless and clear of great crime. Let my mouth's utterances be pleasing to you and my heart's stirring before you. Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Glory be to the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be. Amen. Amen. Yeah, so we can go elsewhere. We don't have to camp on this if you're not in the mood, but I noticed you kind of highlighted the, there's a little bit of a structural kind Mm -hmm. of pattern here where it runs from one to seven or one to one to six Mm -hmm. is this kind of cosmic or Mm -hmm. especially focused on the sun for the second half. So it's like up in the air. And then seven through 11 is this law that for the Hebrews, this is very specifically referring to what was delivered through the mouth of Moses, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so this has a specific. It's kind of a his, has a historical specificity to it, you know. Mm-hmm. And then ends, maybe all of twelve through fourteen, but at least twelve and thirteen really ends at, in this very personal way. Yeah. And something I never noticed till just now is kind of a singular personal pronoun It yeah. doesn't appear until twelve. Yeah. And the the psalms often are. Psalms are packed full of these personal pronouns, you know, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You know, for God alone, my soul in silence waits. Like often the first Mm -hmm. sentence of a Psalm is very personal. Whereas this one's not, it starts cosmic, then historical maybe. And then this deeply personal at the end. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, That's just a structural comment that hopefully I think confirms and expands on your hunch about. There's something special there of yeah. that, that reach from one to the end. Yeah, that's what I was noticing. That captures it, which you said captures it well, what I was
1: thinking. And, and it seems to me almost that what's very personal and intimate is that what's going on with the psalmist and what goes on, in, and he's inviting us into our, our own lives, is that what's going on with us is beyond us. Hmm. What's going on, you know, even our things that we're not even aware of are beyond us what's going on in all of you know the firmament in the heavens is is beyond us and it's not beyond god mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the it's god who who is present who orders and so really our dependency and reliance on the intimacy of of god of, of god speaking to us for guidance for wisdom for what is beyond us <laughs> mm-hmm. um so, you know, wisdom to the innocent or to, to fool's to the innocent you know this this fault or the faults that that are they're secret from even me or that I'm unaware of and this this has to keep me from those and this idea that I think there's life and joy and freedom when we're dependent on God given to God those ways and mine says otherwise you know these sins let them not have dominion over me other things then end up dominating me um yeah that's 13 right yeah. And so the sense of I don't know that, that there's these these forces, there's things beyond me, or beyond the psalmist, beyond our language, you know, and and yet the one who's intimate, who speaks to us, you know, in in language, in law, and testimony, and statute, in in command, um, who knows even the deepest parts of what's going on with us, is the one who who's also the one who organizes the sun and the the heavens. And there's a sense that it's okay then to be dependent, you know, he does all of these things. And yeah. So almost couching the goodness and the trustworthy of God's ways laws, um, within his, his presence and his glory being shown in things that are beyond us. Um, and in all of the uttermost edge of the heavens. I don't know if that, that makes sense. That's kind of what I, what I was p- picking up on, I think.
0: Yeah. You mentioned that dependence. I mean, even though the word doesn't necessarily appear, mm-hmm. I can see how that's woven in. I mean, so clearly in the verse, the first six verses, right. It's like, I don't have to make the sun get up in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's some things I need to do yeah. to get myself up right. in the morning, but the sun just gets up and runs its course. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That it just happens. Right. And It's independent of me and I depend on it, Mm -hmm. you know, and how helpful that is. Like you said earlier, remembering that God is the creator helps us to understand his covenant with us. Mm -hmm. Right. That emerges then in verses seven and beyond Mm -hmm. that when God comes and speaks and gives law, it's very easy to think of that as okay now is the part I have to do I have yeah. to obey all of these laws right but of course seven through 11 is the emphasis is on the law is the agent it's yeah, not right. I follow right. the law the, and therefore the, I am just right? no it, it it's revives. the law is just yeah. it revives it gives
1: life it gives wisdom yeah to those who do not have <laughs> mm-hmm. it
0: <laughs> yeah uh, the simple or the fools or mm-hmm. different
1: ways of translating and that's a reoccurring theme throughout scripture is that um, those who who think they possess. You know? Right. <laughs> that kind of, um, almost like it, it, it hinders actually receiving, you know, where, um, right. You know, and that's the beat, you see that in the Beatitudes, I think, too. But, <clears throat> but here is that, well, it's almost like a positioning of our place of reception of wisdom that, that, yes, God communicates through our language, but involves things that are beyond, you know, even our language.
0: <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> um, so that, what you said there against presumption, you know, presuming to have wisdom on one's own mm-hmm. terms. Right. Sets perfectly up then for verses 12 and 13. Yeah. Where it's saying, you know, Lord, cleanse me and, mm-hmm. and forgive me of any, you know, sins that I, I'm not aware of. They're yeah. unwitting sins. Yeah. Surely there's, I'm dependent on your, no matter how well I follow your law. Right. Yeah. No matter how well I'm attuned to your created order. Mm -hmm. Surely I'm going to have things that I, that I miss. And then all the more so than 13, right. Mm -hmm. Please, you know, prevent me from, you know, any kind of high handed sins. Mm
1: -hmm. And the idea that, that these get control, can get control over us, you know, that then these can, our ability to even control, you know, that they can have, you know, do not let them get dominion over me in 13, there's this sense that apart from what God is doing, you know, what he gives, these things can pull me. You know, they, they are yeah. beyond me to control. I cannot control these of myself. Um, does that make sense?
0: Yeah, I wanted to take a look at that. There was a little translational oddity there, some variations between our what translations. Well, I've got... Keep back your servant also for presumptuous sins. Mm-hmm. That's ESV. Yep. Robert Alter here has From willful men preserve your servant. Mm-hmm. Let them not rule over me. So I mean willful, presumptuous, that'd be the same. So the question is whether these are whether these are sins or are these are the sins of other people. Right, yeah. Uh, and I think like that's that. worth checking. But either way. Yeah, it's just tricky. It's just it's just uh yeah medzed
1: yeah. but I think either way it's the idea that something else can that's right can be over me with if it not if it's not for what God is doing does that make sense
0: Mhm- well, it's presumptuousness either way, whether it's my own presumptuousness right. or another's right and what it what's weird is it just has it's just the adjective presumptuous in the plural form mm-hmm. so it could be both yeah a presumptuous things and persons yeah right yeah. Yeah no yeah no I think you're right I think the ambiguity there doesn't need to be resolved. But the, just yeah I mean and and I don't mean, you think but that
1: there are these forces that are beyond us, but God is so intimately with us in in the innermost you know reaches of you know other Psalms and in our innermost being. But here to see even our secret faults or those that we don't even know, and the one who you know who causes you know. The, the sun on its on its course and and is 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 at work and all of his handiworks and all the firmament that he's so intimately with us and directing us and guiding us that we don't you know you don't need to be afraid that things are beyond you <laughs> yeah you know whether it's sins of others out to get you or your own mistakes or or whatever seem out of my control or yeah. even out of my awareness yeah that that um that openness to god like the innocence of you know receiving wisdom or reviving so giving life to us or commandments like like light give light to the eyes to see to discern that um that these things that are beyond us are not things we need to we need to fear,
0: no, I think that's spot on that's spot on this really is a beautiful psalm, yeah,
1: it's fun being able to to share it with you know and off the cuff you know with someone else, you know for sure, <laughs> for sure.
0: Yeah. So I want to, I'd like to talk for just a moment before we transition just about this last verse, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. So I, I, I remember growing up hearing the beginning of this Psalm quoted all the time, you know, the heavens declare um, the glory of God, right? Famous line. And then I remember in my twenties, I just was hanging around Presbyterians in New Jersey. Cause that's where I went to seminary and a Presbyterian seminary. And it was really common to use those last words. Mm-hmm. Verse 14 there as a kind of just like a, a little quick prayer that the, the preachers would say before they'd start preaching.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It was just like part of the liturgies or whatever. Yeah. And it wasn't till like much later that I even realized that this was in the same Psalm. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, The the famous proof text for natural revelation, verse one, and then this like, just this this simple prayer or blessing or hope at the end that my own words Mm -hmm. would be pleasing to God. Yeah. And it makes me wonder if, I don't know, I I don't have an extension of that thought, but simply just want to highlight that there is at least a a subtle, how intended it is, I don't know, because this almost feels like somewhere between two or three different Psalms that have all been kind of put together. Like they're so different. I mean, I, I think they're, I think they're put together for a reason, mm-hmm. but you know, you, you could totally imagine verse one through six just on mm-hmm. its own, right? It's, oh, yeah. this kind of, you know, or seven through 11 sounds mm-hmm. like Psalm 119. It's just praising the law of God, right? Yeah, That's, yeah. Yeah. And I wonder if 14 really, there's interesting resonances though, between the beginning and the end, right? It's the the sun, the moon, the stars, the, the heavens, the sky are speaking God's glory, and then it ends with me the prayer of the mm-hmm. psalm, asking that that my speaking, mm-hmm. my words mm-hmm. would be pleasing, yeah, yeah, I don't know what you think about
1: that I, I don't know what to make of that, but yeah, no, I think it's like I mean one thing that's it's it's like everything becoming whole or sound whole sound or one, mm. um including my own. As part of creation, my own thoughts, the, own, the what's going on in the deepest part of my of my being. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're such a mystic. With, you're the best. <laughs> <laughs> aligned with what's going on in the heavens, yeah, and all of it aligned with what God, how God is, what God is doing. But the interesting thing too about that 14 verses, it's the only response. Yeah, everything else is given.
0: Everything Ooh. else is given. Ooh, that's so true. Wow. So, wow,
1: everything else is something that God does. And this is the only place where there's,
0: there's a response. Words and thoughts, mouth and heart.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: now I can't help but think of Romans 10. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Romans yeah. chapter 10, right? That right. simple like the response is confession with the mouth and belief mm-hmm. in the heart and, and here it's the words of the mouth and meditation of the heart all the big stuff god does mm-hmm. and and the recognition that that and it ends then oh lord
1: my strength and my redeeming so he's he the last that. word <laughs> the power of that <laughs> the power of that both of 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 the ability to to do anything in any response and for it to be in alignment with what God's doing in the firmament, what He's communicating in His in His words with us, with people, and then the my mouth and the meditation of my heart to be in alignment with that. Even that is a, something that God provides the strength for, and my Redeemer, right? And He He aligns
0: it. Yeah, <laughs> He aligns it. No, that's great. Hey, quick commentary. I just saw this, and then we'll transition to our third segment. This last verse has been adopted at the conclusion to the silent prayer recited three times in classical jewish worship right so the the daily prayers uh-huh. three times a day uh-huh. ends with that verse mm. where's yeah. my mouth meditation my heart be pleasing in your sight or lord my rock and my redeemer hey well let's uh, take a quick break and come back and explore some sermon starters and we're back. Welcome back to Fresh Text. I'm here with my guest Jason Runyon and we're looking at Psalm 19. Psalm 19. Well, in this final segment, we I mean, we call them sermon starters, although the Psalms are meant to be prayed and sung much more than preached at another. <laughs> Nevertheless, just want to explore a little bit how this would take shape in our life. I mean, we can just talk about how to live this psalm mm-hmm. and that would give some Perhaps edifying content for our listeners as well as might stir up some ideas um, for preachers or teachers who might be giving instruction on Psalm 19. I know, Jason, you're, a, I mean, you're an ordained, uh, minister and you're quite capable of preaching, but you spent well over a decade in the classroom and yeah. that's your, that's your sweet spot. <laughs> yeah. Lecture yeah. discussion, right? Yeah. No probably. shame in that.
1: Yeah, I could help you with your, your, your sermon prep, but if ever I try to give a sermon, it'll end up being like a lecture.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, that's why I do this show, man, because I like, I like prepping more than preaching. So I just thought, Hey, why don't I just start doing prep for other for, people? Okay. Yeah. Let's try to help <laughs> other people. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest with you in terms of just a very practical thing when i think of they're not perfectly even evenly divided but if you think of them in in three sort of segments the first six verses then 7 through 11 then 12 to 14 if we were to think of these as sort of three aspects of what we pay attention to you know mm-hmm. yeah what does it mean to pay attention to god the created order yeah what does it mean to pay attention to god in his revelation that's been spoken and written Mm -hmm. and handed down to us. Mm -hmm. And then what does it mean to pay attention to God? Um, as he, as it, as he is at work, even in my own life, heart, mind words. I like that. That might be one possible way. I mean, that's a little, maybe that's a little too, uh, I mean, it is three points. I mean, what's the old phrase, three points in a poem. It's three points. In a poem, yeah, and that's what that's what turns me off to that as a as a sermon structure is because it's a psalm, not a lecture. You know what I yeah. mean? But at the same time, it's yeah, easier to, to remember. Though, yeah, where are you going? going?
1: Well, I mean, a couple of things. Where's your mind so, going? So, I mean, and you 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 uh, you studied Aquinas much more than me, but but this the structure, I think, even in Aquinas of like natural law, right, where we can learn about wisdom and about ways of living that align with God from well how do how do humans grow? How do they flourish? Or how do what's grace look like? But then that only gets you so far, it's it's not mm-hmm. it's important, but it's under underdetermined what to do in certain cases
0: just from that alone. And so then you have the law, right? Yeah and looking at have, the looking at the heavens ain't gonna help right, you know how to right, treat your neighbor. Right. You might be yeah. like you might try to kick your neighbor out of the way to see a good sunset, <laughs> right? Right, <yeah. laughs> right. And I think yeah, so. So, and and in some psychological
1: science, you can go a little bit further now. I think, but you're still not going to get get there. And then, you know, for Aquinas, is um, well, that's why we have the God speaking to to us, to people, you know, through through the law. And, but even that is underdetermined. In like, well, what do I do in this instance here? Right. And, it's and why even Israel needed prophets, right? Yeah. And so then you have the intimacy of your openness of your heart with God and a listening, right? A discerning with God,
0: even things that I don't know about myself. And even that's a little underdetermined is what actually is what we said earlier is because like, yeah. I might not, there's still going to be unwitting sins. Right. I'm not going to have total right. mastery over right. my, yeah. And so what we're right, meant, even that,
1: right. I mean, that's the most. And so what we're meant for is just to constantly in intimacy, mm-hmm. open to and walking With our Lord, our strength and Redeemer, and all things, these things help. But that's ultimately what we're we're meant for. These are ways God's with us, tools that He's with us. But that I don't know. Does that make? I love it. And we've had this kind of conversation before. You know, um, what you and I? Yeah, about it's the only thing we talk about. (laughs) But I want to hear. Yeah, what's your thought? What does that make you think of?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, there arose in the early parts of modern history. Especially after all the religious wars, as well as the rise of colonialism and the kind of knowledge, a deeper knowledge of other cultures that had their own independent history. Yeah. Distinct from the stories of the Bible, you know? Yeah. So the early modernity, there, the notion of like natural law that had been around for a long time, the middle ages, guys like Aquinas and others, it kind of took on a life of its own as if like, maybe we don't even need the Bible. Now we have oh, this yeah, like... Yeah. Modern science is on the rise, right? Mm -hmm. Again, I don't know if a sermon's going to get in all this, but maybe a little. Maybe it wouldn't hurt to kind of say, what is it we're not saying? Mm -hmm. What we're not saying is Thomas Jefferson and like, (laughs) let's go in the New Testament and cut out all the stuff, right? Yeah. That doesn't fit with what we know about the world based on science, right? Right. Right. That's a kind of natural law gone wild, like natural law on spring break, you know? (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. no, with, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so. I actually love that there's this almost cut and paste feel to this Psalm, you know, cause they even have different rhythms and meter the first and second parts, you know, mm-hmm. they really do feel like yeah, two yeah, different yeah. poems. The first one almost sounds like a, like a, like some poem to a sun God that's been like rewritten to be about God creating the sun, which is what a thing that Hebrew poets love to do is be like, Oh, you guys worship the sun. Oh, well, we yeah. worship the God who made the sun because <laughs> right. the sun's not a God, right? Like, <laughs> right. so we're fine with your like, right. yeah. yeah, the sun is amazing, but <laughs> it wasn't good. even, it wasn't even like there was light before the sun to right. go back to your beyond point, right? right. Day yeah. one, yeah. God creates light yeah. not till day four. Is there a sun, moon, and stars? Right. They're just there. They're just clocks to keep time. It's like this whole creation oriented thing in the first couple verses. Mm-hmm. And then this whole c- just very different rhythmic sounds like Psalm 119 thing about the law that I think that like putting these two next to each other, I feel like kind of is the point of the psalm mm-hmm. And so that's why I'm my only worry about too quick of a kind of one, two, three point kind of shtick with a sermon on this text could make it kind of sound like, well, if you're into creation, do that. If you're into the law, do that. yeah If you're into your own interior world, do that. Yeah. You know, and I like what you're saying, because I feel like you're highlighting this kind of movement yeah. from the basic structure of the universe. Mm-hmm. I know I'm not talking about Aquinas, but I mean, our listeners don't care as much about Aquinas <laughs> yeah. as you and I. They don't all, they all care about the Bible, those yeah. And and And, a, you know, and, and Thomas does lay this out. He has a discussion of the eternal law which is the first thing he discusses. And that's like basically just the mind of God. Right, right. In some sense, that's promulgated – but only sort of like indirectly through everything else God does. Yeah. Right. It's almost like you'd have to wait till the end of time till that's been fully promulgated because right, right. nothing's a yeah. law unless it's promulgated according to Aquinas, yeah. which I think is genius. Yeah. But then so that, the next section is natural law. Mm-hmm. And again, that's just described as like this basic structures of how, you know, thought and life and, you know, things work. It's pretty minimalistic. You mentioned that maybe we know a little more, yeah. Which like, is, and, thinking, and I'm is okay like, to that. I'm okay with that. So like we know a little more than we used
1: to because I think we can know things like that. Forgiveness is good for us. That that grateful, you know, right? That, that humility. Right? Humility. Need a law to come tell us that. Well, well we can study. Right? We can study like psychological science of communities that actually grow and see. Oh, yeah. Actually, living in this way actually does allow us to grow. But then the deeper. I think there's the deeper questions that aren't right. answered by that. That right. raises. So then deeper. there's right. the, yeah. then
0: there's the revealed law, which then is the next like right hundred pages is a quite, like it's funny right. people peeled in for natural law is like a tiny little section on yeah. it. Yeah, because then he talks about the the revealed law mm-hmm. that that comes through the scriptures and through Moses in particular. He focuses on. Well, linked to that. I mean, you don't like delete the earlier one when the new one comes along it adds definition i think almost like a sculpture like there's more yeah so well it it could be like forgiveness let's say it it took the spoken and written law to get the idea of forgiveness into human history Yeah, yeah yeah once it's in there though yeah we can then study that's right the extent to which that corresponds with our nature as humans, mm-hmm. but we may not have had access to that without the divine intervention, perhaps. Right. Yeah. I don't know. It's just a thought. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying for sure the forgiveness example works. Uh, yeah. Cause maybe, maybe people thought of forgiveness long before uh, Moses came along, but you know, you get the point, you know? Mm-hmm. No, no. I think that's really, really good. And then it does map on because then as Aquinas keeps going on, then he talks about the new law mm-hmm. that comes through Christ and as you read it, it's all about the Holy Spirit, yeah. which then would loosely correspond with these last couple verses, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. So you do kind of have natural law, old law, law written on our hearts, to use language yeah. from Jeremiah, which mm-hmm. is what these last verses, yeah, intimate.
1: Yeah,
0: is the law written on the heart, right? Mm-hmm. That Jeremiah says is what's gonna what's gonna happen when God redeems mm-hmm. us, and that passage gets quoted in the bo- in the Book of Hebrews as what the new covenant accomplishes, right. right. Is, is a law on the heart. Yeah. But the law on the heart doesn't delete the law in the book. Right. Just as the law in the book doesn't delete the, the glory in the heavens. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I would want any sermon that, even if you went kind of three points style, to make sure to spend, and, and I know this was very conceptual. Sorry, listeners, if it was too philosophical, but hey, we got two philosophers on the, yeah. on the mic today. But, I do have some ideas about how you practice it. Well, too, let's talk so. about that next. Yeah. 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 But I, but I whatever you do if you went if we went through those points you'd want to talk about the relationship between yep, them and not right. just list it's not that's just right. a list of ways God has known there's a journey that we're being that's taken right. on here that's what I wanted to highlight
1: Yeah it's like I think the idea is like it's a growing intimacy with God
0: nice yes
1: And you actually see that in this
0: cosmic historical personal And then that's
1: right and then in in terms of of where his needs are being met or the psalmist's needs are being met right is in the innermost of of his heart things that are going on with him that are beyond him yeah you know and that god is there um and the same god who is yeah who's who's the creator of all and and who's communicating and through the law so yeah i think the idea is it's like a growing intimacy where as you go deeper if it's like a cone as you go deeper it Mm -hmm. doesn't negate the previous it actually makes more sense of it yes so like for example for forgiveness i think well well scripture Makes it more clear why why forgiveness would be. In fact, it provides, you could say, an ultimate explanation into the very nature of who God is <laughs> and in terms of what we're meant for in terms of our relation to him. Mm-hmm. And you can only find that from a communication, an
0: interpersonal communication right. with the one you're right. related sun, to with God. <laughs> the sun doesn't forgive you. Right. Right. Because you can't really sin against the sun. The right. sun just does its right. thing. <laughs> which, which is an
1: interesting point. So this is, and I don't, this, this is a kind of maybe tangential, but I think it's related. So there's been a lot of research on gratitude on being grateful and, and the positive effects that it has on us to be grateful. But there's been this distinction made between gratitude, which is towards another person Where it, um, you have warm feelings for that person. You Mm. want their well-being. You want their good. You're, you're likely to act on, on their behalf, um, to feel closer to them versus appreciation, which is you appreciate something, but there's no person to be grateful for Mm. to it. And that having an awareness of God allows us to be grateful for things like not just appreciative, appreciative. <laughs> yeah.
0: oh,
1: whoa. and not just appreciative and to have all the interconnection the benefits of that kind of interpersonal relationship so it becomes an ethical relation and not just an aesthetic right. one because you're great right? <laughs> to, to a person to god who's there with you in the sunset you know present um wow. rather than just appreciative of a beautiful sunset without
0: Someone and there's some for. Yeah, oh, yeah, sort of empirical confirmation of this difference.
1: Yeah, there's a di- and and there wow. we have there's all kinds of benefits when it's gratitude, you know, it's towards another person. So, yeah. So, <laughs> so that's yeah. Wow. That's and, really cool. But what I was thinking about like the, in terms of the practical Yeah, what does this look like? Well, I mean, if if God's so present and declaring without using words in creation, then I think you know, one way of of being with God is to be present in creation. And we don't have to use words mm-hmm. either. We can just be present and take it in. That actually reminds me of, of my, my daughter who loves creation and she just can be present in it. And she can see all of these beautiful things, these details, and is just wrapped up in it. And she doesn't need an explanation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's just there. You know, that's one way I think of practicing being with God as God's, you know, his glory is, is made known in creation. Without words. And then, you know,
0: to take. And the same could apply to the second part. Right. It's yeah, about, say, say, yeah, yeah. It's about it's about his words doing a right. work on us. Yeah. It's not I make myself wise by studying yeah. the scriptures, though that also might be true. That's not what this text is saying. No, it's a listening, right? Yeah. yeah it's a listening. It's just taking in and sitting with and seeing. It's, yeah. It's, it's more like eating. Yeah. Right? I mean, that line, right? They're Mm -hmm. like sweeter than (laughs) honey, drips from the honeycomb. And that notion that this is something that we eat. And there is that famous scene. Is that in Ezekiel or Jeremiah where he tells the guy where God Tells the prophet to eat the scroll.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> like, right. Yeah, eat. Just yeah, just take. Just yeah. you know, and and I know I have had in the past been like, well, I got to get something out of this, or I've got to right. cover this chapter, or I got to get, you know, I've got to take these notes. I'm in mean, more and more reading reading scripture just to te- to listen to receive, see what mm-hmm. comes up, and if I'm on the same verse or two verses for, for a week, I'm on the same two <laughs> verses for a week just. Or vice versa.
0: Yeah. I could listen on my, uh, you know, listen on my Bible app to the whole book of first Samuel. Right. And and just just as a story, the way you'd read a novel and just let it soak in and not be always asking, how do I?
1: Yeah. How do I do this? How do I do that? But it works both ways. It makes smaller
0: and larger portions of scripture are opened up to us instead of the kind of classic block of 15 verses that Mm -hmm. I try to extract. A practical application right. of which is what we do here on this show but <laughs> yeah, yeah but it doesn't always work like that because mm-hmm. it's just honey to be enjoyed yeah like a sunrise and sunset yeah that's just there yeah and then i think third is out
1: of those practices or habits just trusting that that prayer of openness to god and trusting that that he's working in ways beyond what we can hear and see, and yet I think that we will we will see, you know, like there there will be discernment, there will be ways in which God speaks to us and strengthens us and saves us, so that our meditations of our heart, our words of our mouth, our whole are in alignment, along with with what is true, what is true in creation, what is true in the way he's spoken to us as long as we've had had words,
0: yeah. <laughs> Well, Jason, this has just been a delight. Thank you so much. Yeah, I really enjoyed this. this. I appreciate it. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, thanks Um, for your time. Yeah, Enjoy hanging out with you, man. Yeah. And thanks uh, to Todd and Eric for their production work. Uh, Thanks to Tom Adamson for donating the theme music. Appreciate you guys so much. Uh, Thanks to all our listeners, especially for getting word out about the show in various ways, and especially our patron saints who support the show. If you'd like to support the show, just go to patreon.com slash fresh text. And with that said, we say have a good preach and a great week. Bye-bye.